Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. We hope you enjoy it. Well, Okuo, as you know, we've been having a year of learning about spiritual fruit. We learned how fruit is created through us by the Holy Spirit. We learned all the different kinds of fruit that the Holy Spirit can bear through us. And we learned that we can help feed this fruit with our crappy situations. And that we have a choice if we're going to hand it out when God asks us to go, if we're going to keep it to ourselves. And of course, we want you to go when God calls you. Then in the last series, we learned about how the Holy Spirit allows the fruit to be shared in very small communities. Now we're learning how to get that fruit from our small communities out to the people around us. However, we can't do that if we don't even know how to like treat one another within these small communities. Not only that, no one's going to want to join our community if we can't figure out how to treat one another. And if anyone needs to get community right, it's us, right? Because it's what we're all about here at Akuo. Because as a matter of fact, our church mission statement is that Akuo exists to bring people into community with Jesus and one another. So in this series, we have been Call, or the series that we've been in called One Another, we have been talking about how we need to be treating one another. And this week in our final installment of this series, we have a very special guest to break this down. This week we are welcoming John Watson to share his message with us. John is someone that I've known for a few years now, and when it comes to understanding how to treat one another, how to build community, there isn't a person that I know that can do it any better than him. John has almost four decades of building community under his belt. He's pretty much done it all. He built community while he was a student at Stephen F. Austin and Wheaton College. Then he led students and faculty to build community at Texas A&M and Sam Houston State University. Then he, was, he also helped build community through ministry positions as, uh, at an inner city church in Chicago and a very different kind of church uh, in Kearney, Nebraska. You can't get very different than inner city Chicago and Kearney, Nebraska. But now he is the small group specialist for the Evangelical Free Church in the Texas, Oklahoma region. In addition to all that, he lives here in our neighborhood with his wife, Grace, and they're part of the Akuo community. And he was the inspiration for us doing this series called One Another when we were able to sit down and have a conversation about what community can look like here at Akuo. I can't say enough good things about John and the experience he has in building a good community. So I know he's going to bring you some good ideas to latch on to today. With that being said, here's John Watson. Thanks, Humby and the Kuo family for this fantastic opportunity to share with you today as part of this, in this cool one another series in this connection culture. Hey, recently we had some training for small group leaders and we began this icebreaker. And it was the question that Humby asked us is, hey, what's been your very best experience you've ever had in community? And immediately came to my mind was college. And, and why was that? It's like, well, I was a brand new believer, just starting to follow Jesus, still new to everything, was kind of one of these prodigal sons who had been down the wrong path, and now I'm trying to find a new way. And I was excited about the Lord and reading the scriptures, and I thought that was pretty good. But I wasn't sure what it was going to be like to be around Christians, other Christians, because my previous experience had been they were kind of nerdy or judgmental or a little weird. And I was pleasantly surprised 
when I got into college and uh, in a fellowship there at, at Stephen F. Austin State University and just had a extraordinary time where people were just like, everybody was super friendly, super welcoming, super inviting, not judgmental and nerdy, but great, uh, cool. And it was men and women, it was groups. It was like, you could just hang out. It was a new family. I'd never been anything like that in my entire life. It was the coolest ever. And some of that great experiences was these community groups where we learned to grow and, and, and learn to uh, really follow Christ and, and, and expand our faith. That was really cool. So that was my first thought. And then I started thinking a little bit later, it's like, well, wait a minute, deja vu, it's kind of happening again now, right? Because we just started a community group here that's been meeting in our backyard, at least for now. And then we've been doing stuff with our neighbors because we've got this little free library going on. And somehow between these two experiences, we're just having the best community time ever. Both my wife and I, it's like unbelievable. So that's where we're at today. So today it's really fun uh, to get a chance to uh, talk about this whole idea of community. And also, as I'm thinking about these experiences that I've just shared with you, this is a whole lot more fun than another evening watching Netflix. I don't want to do that anymore. It's not fun. You may hear the following words at a marriage ceremony. It's not good for man to be alone. That's from Genesis. And sometimes you might also hear some words from Ecclesiastes. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. And then you might hear, if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. And let's just be honest here. It's not always the best thing to be alone. And even back to creation, if you read in the book of Genesis, it says that everything that God created was very good. I mean, it was great. It was awesome. The only thing that wasn't good is man being alone. So somehow something was missing. Like we're actually wired to be in community. And that's just part of the very creation and part of what it means to be created in the very image of God. So why do you think solitary confinement is such a harsh punishment that one can receive in prison? It's because, man, you're all alone, right? And it, and it drives you crazy. And why has COVID been so hard for all of us, right? This isolation enforced drives us crazy because God wired us for community. It's just not good for us to be alone. Being in community with one another is just way, way better than being alone. Like the verses in Ecclesiastes tells us, hey, when we're in community, we can make it through just about anything. Think of times when it's, it really stinks to be completely alone. Think about times like this. 
Hey, when you're moving and you got a really heavy piece of furniture, and it's like, darn, I can't do that. You can't do it alone. You're at the doctor's office or you're at the dentist, and they didn't tell you ahead of time, but there's no way you're driving alone, driving home alone. You can't do it. How about when you're going through any difficult situation and you feel like you're going to lose your mind? <laughs> you just can't handle it. It's over your head. I still remember a few years ago, a friend of mine from church called me up. And this is the coolest guy, everything together and just everybody's friend. He totally freaking out because his wife had just left him. She met somebody at work. He did not see that coming. And this is a guy who normally has it all together. He's losing his mind. So I said, I'll be right over. Or how about when we have a crazy accident and we break our shoulder and we can't mow the yard, can't even tie our own shoes, can't even put a shirt on, totally helpless, can't do it alone. Yeah, I'm talking about, okay. In all these challenging situations, it's just not good to be alone. We, we need to, at least, we need to be together with one another. So the big idea I want to leave you with today, and for us to be thinking about the rest of our time together, it's just not good to be alone. We all need to be with one another, enjoying that culture of connection. You heard that? It's not good to be alone. We all need to be with one another, enjoying that culture of connection. We just talked about the problem being alone, right? Well, what if we had the opposite problem? What do we do when we have too many people getting together? I don't know if you know this, but this is actually a big problem that happened in the early church because somebody gave too good of a sermon. Let's read a passage from the book of Acts where there it says, those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. Can you imagine a kuo growing by 3,000 one Sunday, all because our pastor Humby preaches too good of a sermon? What in the heck would we do with all these people? This is a serious problem. That's what happened to early church. They went for about 120, 3,120 in one morning. So freaked them out. No one saw it coming. A, a total catastrophe, right? Well, let's continue next and see where this goes where it says, all the believers devote themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day met in homes to the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Who would have thought by going really small, the church actually got better and better and continued to expand like crazy? And they seemed to have a great time in the middle of all that chaos. They got to experience real community in smaller groups in each other's homes. Today, we would call those groups, you know, community groups. What was going on in these groups while they were with one another? A lot of sharing. It was cool. Hey, who doesn't like to talk about themselves? I know I do. 
And who doesn't like to hear what's going on in other people's lives? It's just what we do, right? How about fellowship? Who doesn't like to be around people who actually want to encourage you and make you feel better and want to be your friend? I mean, isn't that the best? And how about eating great food together? So they had meals with great joy and generosity. I'm guessing they didn't gripe about the food or get chinchy. And, you know, they brought enough. And it didn't end with them. They welcomed others. The people around them were so impressed, and they took notice. Not only did they take notice, but they decided they wanted to be a part of it, too. And so even more people joined them. And they got saved by hearing and experiencing the good news of the gospel for themselves. Pretty cool, huh? And when I mean saved, I mean spiritual confusion. You know, people just didn't know where they stood and what they believed. And, and being saved is they got rescued from all that, you know, craziness and, and, and cluelessness about who God is and all that. And, and really got to uh, experience the good news what the gospel is for themselves. Christian community can be like that. It can actually be contagious. Unlike COVID, hey, it's the kind of contagious that we like, right? In community, through a community kind of group, you can get to do some really special things with one another. The scriptures talk about you can love, you can accept, you can serve, you can teach, you can encourage, you can build each other up pray. Hey, this is all great stuff. We all get to do it in these groups. And doesn't that sound good to you? It sounds good to me. There's actually like 42 one another sayings just like this. It's recorded in the New Testament. This is what Christians get to do. It's what Christians are supposed to do. We call this kind of activity, call it doing life together. One thing to keep in mind, you can't do that with a whole bunch of strangers, right? In this mass gathering, and they couldn't do it in the early church either, but you can do it in smaller gatherings where everybody knows your name, and, and you can do this one another activity, and it's just the best. You know, over the years, I've had a personal experience of being part of smaller group gatherings like this. And whether we've lived in Chicago or Nebraska or a lot of different places in Texas, and even now San Antonio. We've had some pretty wild experiences, my wife and I, uh, individually or together, of really life-changing groups. And I'll just talk about that a little bit. These are things that we've witnessed. First thing that we've seen is that people really care for each other when it mattered, like actually being there in the hospital when people are sick or you know, babies born, We've been to a lot of baby showers, a lot of funerals together with groups, people making meals, people walking through times when people are just experiencing loss and you know, divorce, losing their job, moving, all that kind of stuff, you know? And even providing generous financial support. I'll, I'll never forget one small group that my wife was a part of. They, uh, they even purchased, they had a, they had a situation in the group where one woman in that group had a, a, a car that was just falling apart. It was just a disaster, total, total limit, always breaking down, and, and, uh, and she couldn't replace it, didn't have the funds. And so she was missing out on her group because she couldn't get there. Somebody else in that same group had a used car, reliable car, 
that they wanted to sell and get rid of. So guess what? The group came together and they pulled their funds together, paid cash, got that car, and gave it to the one that needed it. Isn't that cool? And uh, let me tell you, she, I don't think she ever missed another group gathering there because, yeah, and not the best. That was meeting a specific need. And there's some more examples about, you know, caring for one another. And heck, I've been on the receiving end. One time my wife and I are in a group and we just heard the news that our, our oldest son needed braces. And uh, we were not prepared for that. <laughs> it's like, how are we gonna fund that? Not in the budget. And I just shared with our group. I said, hey guys, would you just pray for me? This is kind of devastating news for us and we gotta get this done. That's it. So that's all I shared. Get home, Chicago, half the year, it's freezing cold. So I'm wearing this heavy, heavy coat. I took it off and then I reached down with the pocket in my coat. I noticed there was something in there, a piece of paper or something. It was a check for one of the group members for $700. <laughs> I was just so blown away, but that's what happens when you're in a community group guys at work and you're meeting each other's needs nobody told that person to do that and she's still a lifelong friend of course so uh dear sister one of my favorite experiences when i worked as a pastor at church with community groups was visiting people in the hospital and i'd find out time and time again i'd be the last one in and sometimes the, what i mean is there'd be a line of people. Sometimes I couldn't find space to like sit. You know, I had a hospital room or pre-COVID and uh, there was just no place to sit sometimes. I'd have to stand because all these people, and it'd be people from their community groups. And then if the leader was around, they might say, man, I'm sorry, Pastor, uh, forgot to tell you about this. And they all knew way ahead of you. I said, that's great. Keep it that way. That's how it should be because y'all know each You're a family. And, and I'm just the pastor. I don't know everybody as well as you do. And y'all are just doing it right. You're doing it just like what's in the book of Acts. So power to you. So I love that, being the last one in. That was great. And that's kind of a, you know, another example of what doing life together, that caring community is all about. There's also this thing of, of growing together. And sometimes we get all freaked out by some spiritual words, churchy words like discipleship, things like that. And we make those real complicated doesn't have to be. In a community group, it's really just helping people. It's patiently helping people to figure stuff out, you know, learning how to read the Bible or find where chapters and verses are, understand it, learning how to pray for people, pray out loud, learning what your spiritual gifts are that you have, and then using those, and you practice with people, or learning how to talk about your faith or share it, like lead discussions. All this kind of stuff, you know, it's not like you're on a stage with a hundred, you know, in front of a hundred people or something or much bigger than that. You're just in a group with a bunch of friends and so you can do stuff and you can't really mess up. And then in the process, you start growing like crazy and your faith becomes more real. And because your friends, all they want to do is help you out, help you to shine, help you to get better. That's what this whole discipleship can look like in a group. I have a special memory of, of a few years back. We were in the Chicago area, and we were doing baptisms in Lake Michigan. Uh, this is the summer, so it wasn't freezing. And I remember one group 
I said, you know, there's seven of us from our community group who want to get baptized. But you see, those guys and those women were helping each other out. Some had come to brand new faith in Christ. Others were just, it was beginning to be really real for them. And others were just taking the next step. Uh, no one forced them to do that. But it was just a natural outgrowth of being in community together. Another thing I just love is that uh, with community groups, if we're following the Acts model, we're always welcoming people. We don't do this click thing and, you know, you're being the in crowd or you're, or you're on the A list, the B list, the C list. We've been there. We know what that's like, right? We've been in social settings where, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to leave as soon as I can. I'm not on the A list tonight. Community groups, everyone's on the A list. And so, you know, the thing is, you can, you can be a part of this and uh, we don't turn you away because that's what we're supposed to do. And then when we have too many people, we just multiply and start new groups. And we get that life change in that one other community. I mean, it's just beautiful. It's just awesome. And there's another little piece. And, and uh, you know, there's tons I could share. I could go up for hours on stories, but I'll just say a little bit about this. This last thing is, you know, there's, there's always an empty chair in your group. Remember, I talked about welcoming people. And that empty chair, all it is is there's someone who's not there yet. God is working on it. He wants to bring them into that group in some way. And all we had to do is just figure out, you know, what steps we need to take so we can reach out and bring that person in. So it might be it's just simple as uh, it's a friend that we've been getting to know or a neighbor or a coworker or, you know, a cousin or something. And, you know, and uh, and that's what these groups are for. You know, it's just one another one after another. We just invite people in. And some of that happens because we're serving people. You know, we want to care for each other. Right. And that's that's a crazy part of what we do. And it's so awesome. But also as we take that caring mentality, caring idea, and we spread that to those outside the group. Helping people who, who need to find that correct pathway to God. And, and that might look like, you know, just taking care of yards for our elderly neighbors or helping a neighbor or coworker or friend move in or move in their place or move out or, you know, could be something else like that. So it's just caring for people. And God just opens the door, and then all of a sudden, an empty chair is filled. It's a neat experience. And, you know, it's something that we do all over the world. And we've been doing it for 2,000 years because this is, again, how God wired us to experience that Christian community where it's just not good to be alone. And two are absolutely better than one. So big idea, just say it again. We're reminded it's not good to be alone. We all need to be with one another, enjoying a culture of connection. What do you think? You want to try it? Well, let's pray. And and, and in Akua, we never pray alone. We always pray um, together. And so first I want to pray about what we just talked about. And then after we're done, I want to uh, pray, especially for those that are wondering hey, how do I connect with Jesus? So first, we're just going to pray about what we talked about. Lord, we just thank you for creating us and wiring us to be with each other. We thank you for the opportunity we have to be with one another, 
Enjoying that culture of connection where we don't have to be alone. And Lord, we just pray now that you would just fill those empty chairs in our community group so that no one ever has to be alone again and feel left out, lost in a crowd. We pray that you would be at work in even greater ways, so that you just multiply these groups and multiply your impact with our neighbors, our, our coworkers, our family, our friends, and, and this DECO community and this greater San Antonio. Lord, we know that you can do these amazing things just like you did in Acts. Would you do that today? In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, also, you know, as we've been talking, you might be thinking to yourself, this is just kind of weird for me. This sounds great, but I don't really have that connection with Jesus at this point, and I don't really know what you're how to do with that. Uh, first of all, no problem. You know, God takes you where you are, and, you know, the community group's a great place to come in when you're trying to sort it all out. That's great. But you might be here today and thinking, hey, not only uh, I don't have that connection with Jesus yet, but I actually would like to go ahead and take that next step. And so if you want to do that, it's really easy to do. And at Akua, we just call it, hey, it's just praying to God and we just ask him and uh, for us to have that connection. So that's what we're going to do. So let's, uh, if you'd like to join me in that, let's do that in the, uh, and again, the rest of us here in the cool community, you can just join us and, and we'll do this together, okay? Let's try this out. Lord, we thank you that uh, you love us more than we'll ever know. And Lord, you desire to have that relationship with us and to not leave us alone or leave us confused in the dark and, and stuck in our sin and our ways where we just run our lives our own way and we see where it gets us. We, we go nowhere with that. And, and Lord, today we just acknowledge that we want to just take a different path. We really want our sins to be forgiven. We want to have that connection with you, God. Jesus, we just ask that you would actually just be our Savior, just save us from all that stuff, and that you would just uh, give us a new pathway so that we could begin following you and you would direct our steps. So, uh, Lord, we know there's nothing we can do to earn favor with you, but we ask that you would just uh, hear our hearts today and allow us to make that connection with you right now. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, John. Now, will all of you watching and listening along just help me appreciate the message that John was able to deliver here today? And if you're with us in the chat, you can post like, thanks, John, or you can throw some celebratory emojis in there. You know, I think there's like a strong man or like an arm giving some of those, but just help me thank John uh, with the great message and the great word that he was able to bring to our Akuo community today. Now, we have a handful of community groups that have started over the last few weeks here at Akuo. So if you are interested in being a part of one, you can go to our website or social media right now and click on the community groups link to get signed up. There are currently six different groups that you can be a part of. And the one that I wanna highlight this week is called Rise and Shine. So if you are a lady that is interested in getting to know other ladies in the Okuo community while also getting some fresh air and exercise, then this is definitely the group for you. 
This group meets every single Thursday morning at 6 a.m. at Woodlawn Lake for some walking and some fellowship. Now to join this group, you can go to our website and in there you click on the Get Involved tab and then you click on Community Groups and from there you can join the Rise and Shine group. This might not be the right group for you and that's okay. No matter what, we want you to find the right group for you. We know that becoming a part of one of these communities might be the most important thing that you ever do while you're here at Akuo. Now, speaking of community, we have big plans for our greater community coming up next month. Okay, for the second year in a row, we will be hosting a trunk or treat here at our church. Last year, it was amazing, it was so much fun. We handed out more than 7,200 pieces of candy to 345 trick-or-treaters that spread across more than 150 families, and we are hoping that it's going to be bigger this year. If you're interested in being a part of this, we would love for you to help us link to our community. You could help us with all kinds of things, with making sure cars get in and out of the parking lot safely. You could have your own trunk available to hand out candy. You could help us set things up or tear them down. You could help us wrap bags of candy. You could donate candy, or you could put money towards supplies that we will need for this event. To sign up for any of these things, you can go to our website, or you can go to our social media pages for more information. The event will take place on Saturday, October the 30th, and we cannot wait for you to help us link to our community. Just, we're so excited for it. Now, what is even more exciting is um, what we have going on Sunday, the day after. We are planning our first ever baptisms here at Akuo, and we want to invite you to get baptized. Now, some of you might be like, well, I was baptized as a baby, so I don't really need to, get to do this. Like, I totally get that. Your parents loved you a bunch and they wanted to make sure that you got your life started with Jesus. However, here at Akuo, we don't do uh, children or, or baby baptisms. We normally do child dedications instead of that. And the reason that we do that is because we do what are called believer's baptisms. So here at Akuo, we encourage, encourage you to get baptized once you understand and believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. So that day of baptisms, you are going to make a public proclamation that you believe in Jesus by jumping in the water. That's all it is. You are making an outward expression of an inward decision. Now, if you're someone who has decided to re believe recently, this would be a great thing for you to participate in. Also, if you were baptized as a baby and you wanna stand up in front of everyone and on your own proclaim that you believe in Jesus by your own decision, then you can get baptized that day too. Like I said, this will be happening on October the 31st. Yeah, we will be baptizing people in the name of Jesus on Halloween. So if you are interested in this, what you can do is go to our website and click on the sign up link or you can go to our social media. Now, the only reason that we are able to do any of these things is because of you and your generosity. And the reason we're able to empower leaders and link to our community is because you guys give to all of these things. And just right now, I just wanna thank you for your generosity, guys. We could not do what we do here at Akua Church without you guys. And here at Akua, what we do is practice the biblical method of generosity called tithing, which means giving a first route, 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. Now, guys, we know that when you trust God with what you have, there's amazing blessings, no, no matter what it is, right? Uh, whether you trust God with 
finding the right community, whether you trust God with your family, your friends, your, your job, whatever it is, there will be blessing on the other side. And the same thing happens when you trust God with your finances, your resources. But now it's not like a prosperity gospel thing. I'm not saying that you're going to end up with like, you know, a speedboat or something, but you will get spiritual blessings. Now that might not be a possibility for you right now. Things might be really tough for you and for your family. Now, if things are tough for you and your family, we want to be helping you out. We want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs some help, please let us know. For that, all you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send me an email directly at humby.sedveta at akuo.church, or you can, call or text the you can call or text the church directly at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to tithe here at Akuo Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text to tithe option. For that, all you have to do is text Akuo, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to tithe to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our P.O. box available if you'd like to send your tithe through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your tithe to Akuo at P.O. Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. Okay, guys, that's all that we have for you today. I want you to know that I love each and every one of you, and I'm praying for all of you all week long. So before we go, let me just pray over you one last time. So uh, Jesus, just as everyone clicks off their browsers, turns off their TV, and puts away their phone, I ask that you would be speaking to them. I pray that they would be hearing you. Lord, I, I pray that they would hear you push them towards community. I pray that they would see the fingerprints that you have placed on uh, the different groups that you want them to be a part of. And Lord, I just pray that throughout this week that you would allow them to be a good member uh, receiving from people in their community and a good member giving to people in their community. Thank you for everything that you're doing for us, Jesus. We love you and we pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, guys, that's all that we have for you this week. We will see you at a community group. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O.church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.